With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Josh Keaton, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So, without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now. Here inside the pull bag. Guess what? This, fired or not, is still the Sammy and Kevin show! Hello and welcome to the pull bag. This is episode 485. I am, of course, TF Joe and Mike. Joining me... For the second week in a row is Ryan, the uneven flow Mercury. Hello, sir. Yellow. Yellow. And WWE, Boom Studios, WWE, Volume 5, The Sammy and Kevin Show. One thing we didn't mention in last week's episode that I absolutely love, and I know that this has happened on all of these trade covers is that we get quotes from the people. So last week, I think Bailey's quote was, this comic deserves a hug or something like that. And yes. this week, this week we have Kevin and Sammy. Kevin goes, does this graphic novel give Sammy and I the respect we deserve? And Sammy's like, yep. Just says, yep. Yeah. Yep. And this was initially published as 18 to... Oh, well, there are actually more in here than just Sammy and Kevin that I, I did not realize. So it's 18 to uh, 21 is okay. this batch. However, okay. there are... Well, actually, no, sorry. It's 18 to 20, technically. Okay. So this is a much shorter batch. There are shorter stories, including yes. Samoa Joe writing one. Samoa Joe uh, continuing the trend of now he writes his own story, uh, but okay. there have been a number of different wrestlers who have written comics. The first one I can remember is Raven. Then with, I think he was still with WCW back then, writing an issue of 100 Bullets, uh, which was quite good. Or at least I enjoyed it. It was a good kind of one-off. And there was CM Punk wrote a story in one of the Thor annuals. And most recently, uh, uh, Brain Freeze. AEW, <laughs> jeez. AEW's, uh, I believe it's Nyla Rose, is. Okay. Or is it Thunder Rose? No, I think it's Nyla Rose, is writing an issue of. or a story in one of the most recent uh, Thunderbird uh, issues or compilations for Marvel Comics. 
Very cool. So the four mini-stories that we have here are Undrafted, as you already said, written by Samoa Joe and Michael Kingston, illustrated by Michael Molopia or Molopia. Sorry, Michael. Uh, colored by Doug Garbach. Uh, the Yes Movement, written by Julian May, illustrated by Rodrigo Lorenzo. Unbroken, written by Lan Pitts. Hey, I know Lan. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Lan rules. Uh, and Fest Prep, written by Kevin Panetta. And then we have the main story, which is The Sammy and Kevin Show, written by Dennis Hopeless. Uh, yep. With our usual illustration by. Yeah, with basically the, the, the usual team. Yeah, Sir Gokuna and. Yeah. Yep. So the main story is the story roughly around that time frame a little earlier of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens reconnecting mostly during the, so it takes place initially before the hell in a cell match between Kevin Owens and guy with no head, uh, (laughs) which incorporated his father, uh, guy with no head or body, uh, ever seen. Uh, and, and then the sort of fallout of the hell in the cell match, uh, which, you know, Owens should win easily because this guy has no head. How does he see you or anything else? Uh, but it's the fallout of that where they sort of reconnected, uh, at least briefly to take on man with no head. And, Surprisingly enough, uh, Daniel Bryan, who this was his return match initially, uh, that went really well for WWE as he is killing it in another wrestling promotion now. Uh, Anywho. Where is he now? Daniel Bryan's in AEW. That's right. That's right. He, of course, is in AEW. He briefly, at least for some time, and he's still sort of involved with uh, John Moxley, but... Yeah, he is. Oh boy, has he put on some matches? <laughs> also, I mean, the two of them just look completely different. Moxley fully completing rehab, which has helped him immensely. Uh, good for him. And Brian finally kind of getting to do what he always wanted because yeah. he was always railing against management and never got to do any of the what stuff he wanted to do. Anywho, uh, that is beside the point, but this is the story of Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, two of my favorite wrestlers going today, even though sadly they're in the wrong promotion. Uh, but they're still consistently two of the most entertaining portions of said promotion. Yes. And this was during the time where frankly they were underused and it tells a story during the time that they were underused. However, yep. the headless and bodiless people in this are the McMahon family. So, yes. first of all, by the way, uh, and this is not the fault of the writer or artist, but right. it's really weird that Shane is just not depicted ever. Yeah. It, it I, makes no I, sense. Yeah. I know he's not with the company now. So in real life for a second, uh, Shane McMahon has been fired by WWE. uh, And this is not an angle or anything else. He is sort of persona non grata to them. And this is before that though. 
So yeah. I don't really know why this happened. Uh, yeah, me either. And it's weird. And then Vince is a disembodied voice. So Owens, <laughs> you know, gets sort of a rub because he got to be kind of the last guy to beat up Vince. And it was pretty physical. And that's depicted in this. But it's, again, it's sort of jarring that we don't never see. He's not even referenced, by the way, that it beat up Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's just some dude, basically. And apparently it's a big deal, but they never really get into it. No, they don't. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I don't know either. I... So I don't know if it's the way that Dennis writes this or if this is, if it's me, WWE, remembering this stuff. But, Uh-oh. I like, yes, I see the friendship between them in this first page, you know, when they're going around, when, when it shows them going around to the, to the n- no-name gyms and things like that. But once they hit WWE, it doesn't seem like they were ever friends. I mean, not on camera, yeah. Obviously, in real life. Uh, yes, obviously. You know, but- and I mentioned this in the previous episode. After the, after each of the respective WrestleMania matches, the other one essentially tweeted about how proud they were. And yeah. for Owens on night one, it was an absolute dream come true. He got to main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which yeah, that's a guy he idolized growing up. So mm-hmm. that was a pretty big deal for him. And then, yeah, Zayn got to surprisingly kill it on night two. I yep. would have preferred to... So getting into the issues and just... <sighs> Being blunt, uh, this was probably the best time frame to do the Owen and Zane story. Yep. But it was still not a great storyline. I don't care about Shane. And, <laughs> yeah. And frankly, making him headless it makes me care about him even less because he's not even really character at that point. I. <sighs> I don't know. This is a weird series. And yes, it's, I don't know. I prefer the older stuff more. I like seeing the initial stuff. And what's mm-hmm. neat is I can read that and I can hear it in, hear their voices saying it. Now, to be yeah. fair, I can hear a lot of their voices throughout this issue. I think the Mm -hmm. character writing and everything is good, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, uh, the actual storyline they concentrate on is some of the worst between them. The NXT stuff was good and they only get brief sort of quick shots of it. Yeah. It's never gone into. No. Yeah. It's never gone into and. And I get it. This is a comic book titled WWE. I understand. Your your main focus is 
WWE. It's not the NXT comic book, which there actually is an NXT comic book that Boom Studios did that we'll have to cover in some future time. But yeah, I mean, going through these four chapters here, man, just this... This feels like the lowest stakes. So the previous one was the women's evolution, which I think is yep. is going to be, in terms of pro wrestling, despite, despite whatever you think of the current state of it, mm-hmm. if you're going through sort of WWE history, I think it's big enough to stand out on a map. I think the Shield is a big enough deal to stand out on a map, if only because each member has headlined different eras and frankly, different promotions uh, in Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. It was a big deal. This storyline was only a big deal because of the McMahon involvement and the main McMahon it involved got canned. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's sort of like a footnote because it was very much an undercard. The biggest deal, honestly, is Daniel Bryan, who it's not about. And it's yep. the biggest deal is Daniel Bryan's return to pro wrestling after years and years away because of a, a terrible neck condition. That it almost yeah. feels like so I mean I love Owens and Zane, don't get me wrong, obviously. But right. it almost feels like we should have had the story of Daniel Bryan and his reactions and everything else to being allowed to do the thing he loves more than anything else on earth again. Yeah. But obviously we'll probably never see that, uh, aside from what's already been aired of it. But I mean, probably never get into it again just because he's with another promotion now. Yeah. So, Really quickly, since we're in an in-between moment here, I am on the Comixology WWE page. And yeah, the main WWE series from Boom only had six volumes. They had one through six. The next volume after this is the Phenomenal One. Yes. Obviously, AJ Styles. So Yeah, and that begins at issue 21. Right. And then we have WWE NXT TakeOver... And then we have in this, collected all together in this series, we have WWE, Then, Now, and Forever, Volumes 1 through 4. Okay, Volume 1 of Then, Now, and Forever is by Dennis Hopeless. Volume 2 is by AJ Styles, because it focuses on AJ Styles, apparently. And Volume 3 is by Andy Belanger and Aaron Gillespie and others. And then, yeah, so, I mean, essentially, the Sammy and Kevin show and the Phenomenal One, man, I always thought Boom Studios let, I mean, they didn't let their stuff go, but, like, I thought this would get more than just six trades. Yeah, and 25 issues, yeah, but who knows how long licensing or anything else. Yep, yep, yep. It is what it is. Listen, the 10 plus years of IDW and Transformers, for example, <laughs> is pretty right. rare. The, right. the now, God, what's it been? It's been at least eight or nine years, right, of TMNT and IDW. Doesn't happen all that oh, often. Oh, no, that's, that's longer than that. Okay. 
Uh, TMNT IDW, I want to say, started 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you're essentially right. Uh, but, you know, IDW's killing TMNT, so it's awesome. Literally, in case of the last Ronin. Oh, well, spoilers. I haven't read it yet. I've been waiting for it to finish so I can read it. It's done now. Well, so in issue one, we have Mike. Oh, anyway, so yes. <laughs> uh, anywho, I don't know what to what to say about this. So uh, this is, you know, uh, in case I didn't make it clear, I think this is the weakest of the batch. I think it's the weakest story. I think the highlights are the interplay between Owens. And Zane, but we have an awful lot of pages between Shane yeah. and Brian Dan or sorry, Daniel Bryan. I don't yeah, know. It's there's... it's feels very off or it feels yeah. very different than the others. Yeah, it it feels like that they wanted to tell the story just like they've told the story in the previous four volumes. Uh, volume one was Seth. Volume two was Dean. Volume three was Roman slash Bray. Volume four we yeah. just covered last week, which is the women's evolution. And this is Sammy and Kevin. So I guess that's and another one to throw in here, by the way, uh, that like Roman slash Bray, I had forgotten that was even... I think. <laughs> that was so, so maybe there's yeah. more than one that I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, it's been a while since we've done this, so <laughs> that's true. But I mean, but it's one of those things where, as I'm reading this, I like seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff more than the in-ring stuff between Sammy and Kevin. Like, I agree, and there's not- a fair amount of that. I think my problem with it is, and I mentioned this last episode, that the women's evolution didn't feel like as much of the WWE revisionist history as they love to do. This did feel like it. It felt like they were trying to figure out, they were trying to figure out a reason why Zane, who was not involved at Owens with Owens at the time, Zane was a face. Yeah. Why Zane would suddenly decide to save Kevin Owens at the, Hell in a Cell match, but didn't he do that in real life? He did, but but we didn't. But as okay. for why, there was no setup; it just happened, right? Yeah. And then we got this sort of clumsy explanation later. Yeah, I mean, so far as I'm looking through this, I'm trying to see the you know. I think my favorite part in this is right after the it's not a shower scene, but it's a freaking shower scene between Zane and Brian. So it's right after that when Kevin picks him up. When he's like, get in the car. Okay? And my favorite part of this entire thing is the recap or the time lapse of for the next few months, Daniel Bryan lets 
Sammy and Kevin fight to keep their jobs. Like, I remember that being a thing, but that's honestly the only in-ring thing I cared about in this trade. Yeah, it was probably, well, to be fair, it was probably the most entertaining aspect of the batch, too. Because even (laughs) Brian's return, which should have been a big deal, Mm -hmm. it was kind of a meh time, or a meh uh, tag team match. It was, it was great seeing him back, but... I mean, you know what you're getting with a Shane match? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, for me, I mentioned it before. The interplay is some of my favorites. I enjoyed Owens kind of teaching or showing Zane the ropes of being a heel or trying to sort of explain his viewpoint of pro wrestling. Yeah. And by the end of this, we got. Kevin Owens screw job, except it was on Sammy's end because believe it or not, Kevin, I was paying attention. (laughs) Unfortunately, neither of them won that match. Obviously, but I'm just saying like the whole culmination of this story from chapter one to chapter four. This whole thing of like teasing up, let's go, let's whatever and then so being honest like these are two guys i like and i like seeing them in comic form that kind of thing and it's kind of fun but honestly it sucks because you look at the other series and you think of what are the most memorable moments for these larger than life characters for Reigns and Co. Maybe now you could make a point that for Reigns, it's the bloodline stuff currently. Rollins, maybe some of the stuff where he was champion. But certainly at the time, the Shield was the biggest deal. For, oh, absolutely. for the women at the time, that was written most assuredly their ascent into WWE is probably the best story to have chosen. Mm-hmm. For Owens and Zane, it's not this time frame. For Owens, frankly, and most obviously, it's the Chris Jericho stuff. But they're never yes. going to write about that because Jericho is with another with that other company again. Yeah. And they've forgotten he existed, which is unfortunate because, frankly, that is... <clears throat> Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> the festival the of friendship is, stuff was so Yes. You know, you had Chris Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Whatever you think mm-hmm. of him personally or outside of that or whatever, he is what I think anybody would say he's a Hall of Famer through and through. And yeah, that was some of the best. And even when WWE did their best to absolutely tank it, like, say, I don't know, in interjecting Goldberg winning the title for no reason. Yeah. So, they, so they can put it on a 50-year-old man so he can have a five-minute match. Yeah. And what I find absolutely ironic about you saying all of this, and I remember all of that, you have to remember, this was... I want to say this was published right along the side of Volume 4, so maybe... 29, I, I don't remember when, when Volume 5 came out, but 
It came out. Because, in, so it came out only a few months after Volume Four. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so that's March, fine. March 2019. Okay, March of 2019. The previous volume and, was December 2018. Right. Had the other company even begun yet? I believe so. But yeah, either way. Uh, okay, but the reason why I'm saying this is because you're saying all this stuff about the list of Jericho and 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 the friendship and and all this. Getting into the cover gallery, the very first cover done by Dan Mora, amazing art, Dan as always. Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, yeah. and and one of Mick's various so when they, characters. So when they the first issue came out, AEW mm-hmm. didn't exist. However, they did know. Chris Jericho wasn't going to be okay. in WWE and it wouldn't be too long. Cause it just, I mean, I remember I know what you're saying. It's just like he, there was no chance it, in hell he was going to be a part yeah. of this yeah, comic. Cause yes. And, and that is kind of sad because these three covers, <laughs> the first three covers in the cover gallery, as I just mentioned, the one with Brian, uh, Jericho, Undertaker, and Foley, and then the actual list of Jericho as a cover with AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, that one guy in the third row, Renee Young. Mm-hmm. By the way, how many of those people are no longer with the company? Well, true, obviously. Like most of them. It's yeah, kind of funny. Absolutely. And then the very next cover is just the overall the list of Jericho, just the overall title. And then we get into Sammy yeah. and Kevin's cover. Happy Rusev day. I wonder how that worked out for WWE. Yeah, another guy, uh, also in that other company. Uh, yep. and not to mention another great example of a storyline that they just did their best to get rid of and bury. And the people loved it, but man, they tried so hard to get rid of it. Anywho. If Vince doesn't get the reaction that he wants, whatever he allows to come up, he will take a shovel to it immediately. Oh, yeah. The only other covers I want to mention here, because I mentioned them in the last one, are the action figure comic book covers. You have Kurt Angle, Zack Ryder, Carmella, and King Booker. (laughs) I miss Booker. (laughs) Yeah, two more people not in the company. And then, yeah, there you go. Right. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I don't know when we're going to do uh, AJ's volume, volume six, phenomenal, because I, I was never an AJ fan. Really? I don't, I don't dislike the man, but I don't necessarily like him either. I don't know. Again, it, it's been way too long. I feel like 2022 is... As far away from 2015 as 1990 is as far away from 2022 because, like I said, I had to read Volume 4 twice before I came around to actually liking the overall story that they were telling with Bailey as the as the point-of-view character. And the sa- like, like I said, the Sammy and Kevin stuff, when they weren't in the ring, when they were showing the actual friendship stuff, when they didn't have the cameras pointed at them, I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't know. This one, I agree with you. You you, you are absolutely right. There could have been so much more to this volume. Three out of five, maybe. 
Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then it's not, I have no idea how this is, but, or sorry. So I have, we have no idea, obviously what the status is of what they tell Dennis hopeless. He can write. Right. Or what time frame they give him or people or whatever. Right. But yeah, I just said it before that it just, it would be nice it would have been nicer if they had been able to do, you know, the best time frame for these guys. Yeah, you'd think you would really think it would be best to do the best thing and choking on my own rage here. That wasn't that hard, was it? So yes, it's a three out of five. I feel bad about that. I'll also say this. So you mentioned the supplemental material. There's also stories at the end of each of these as they were originally sort of short stories, but unlike the Oscar short, it doesn't tell it. Each one is just sort of a one-off. Yeah. It doesn't tell, you know, so they've got one that's Bobby Roode and Bobby Roode is just his, it's his theme song lyrics over scenes of him wrestling. Or the most entertaining one, honestly, is probably the Rusev day one. We, sort of hinted at. Um, yeah, they're not, I don't know. There's just not to it. There's nothing much to it. And I don't know. And as much as I am okay with not following WWE anymore, like I've been out of it for so long. I don't need, I think the last thing I remember watching is that, supposed retirement of the undertaker that final uh, match with him and Wyatt is the last thing I actually remember seeing where he tries to bury him the bury me match or whatever the hell that was whenever the hell that was I don't know but I I don't miss having to pay attention to just on two television shows alone Five and a half to six hours of television a week. I mean, the bright side is you can follow if you like somebody, you know, you only True. have to watch one of them in theory. Right. Uh, in but theory, yeah, yes. It's a but little when you pu- too yeah. much. Yeah. Now, AEW, I've seen like I think we've done like a couple of AEW things before when it first started, but I haven't followed it. I don't dislike it. I just don't know if I want to get back into full-on wrestling right now. And the sad thing is, I just searched AEW on Comixology. They list three comic books that I don't even think have anything to do with AEW. No, I don't think they have one. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, so, you know, it it is what it is, folks. Like I said, we've got, you know, Volume 6 at some point, and, you know, maybe we can go through the other ones at some point as well. I do know that in the future here inside the pull bag, we will be having Autobotly August this year. Steve Megatron wants to finish up the Marvel US run, so we will be doing that in August and what else we got coming up? We've got uh, Beast Wars 15 and 16. Are you at least oh. up to the uh, Marvel US era where Furman sort of takes over, which 
I started at volume one from oh, IDW, so whatever volume one, like oh. whenever, whenever the original eighty, no, so probably not. Uh, no, we're 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 going in collected trade order because it's just easier that way. So whatever volume two of the Transformers classics from IDW collects. Yeah, I don't know how they go. Obviously, I I know them initially, uh, and yeah. it got much better. After the fifties, when he sort of took over, although there was yeah. there was some good stuff initially, but yeah. it told a better storyline. And this was kind of in the this was way back when before Furman's kind of ticks got real old, and the yeah. fact that he loves to kind of use the same right use the same stuff, but. Uh, it's held up reasonably well. I don't know. I still enjoy the Marvel, old Marvel stuff. Yep. So in June, we've got Beast Wars with 15 and 16 plus the annual. The annual is essentially of no consequence to the overall series. It's three individual stories where some of the events take place between 15 and 16, but it's enough of a non sequitur to just have a separate episode for that. I'd argue most of the Beast Wars uh, oh, series. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Anyway. Those crazy Canadians, folks. And then in July, celebrating its, what is it going to be? It's its 36th anniversary, I think, of Transformers Back to the Future. So that that thing we'll be doing. Uh, and then we'll wrap up Beast Wars with the finale issue of issue 17. I want to eventually cover Livio Remindelli's The Kill Lock, the first trade that he did for his creator-owned series, The Kill Lock. And then according to this list, it says Transformers versus Terminator, Enemy of My Enemy. So that's another IDW crossover that they did. So we will see what that entails. And yeah. That's what's coming up here inside the pull bag. I guess I'm going to go ahead and close it out because I don't care about doing an ad break this time. Thank you for joining us here inside the pull bag. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the shows. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. You can send email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can follow the show, myself, and the network on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network at The Pullbag for the podcast. I'm at TFG1 Mike. You can also check out Geekcast Radio Network and The Pullbag on Facebook. As I mentioned, next time around, Beast Wars issues 15 and 16 or 15 in the annual or something. I don't remember off the top of my head now. I am TFG and Mike with Grind the Even Evenflow. The whatever my name is. Make, make your greatest game in the comics, and we will catch you next time. But wait, there's more. <laughs> why, why are you creating more? It's a good thing these are on separate tracks now, because I can just cut out the coughing. <clears throat> this oh. was so much easier uh, with uh, the things where, oh, I can still mute my mic. Well, we learned something new in this recording today, folks. Not, there's not really any more. That's about it. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. 
You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at thepullbag and at geekcastradio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. That wasn't that hard, was it? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.